What's up guys? Before I get into today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about Anchor. Have you ever considered making a podcast of your own? Because Anchor has all the tools you could possibly need to create a podcast within its website and app. When you host a podcast on Anchor, it makes it super easy to post it to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. I use it and it makes posting it to like all of the streaming platforms just so easy. And it's totally free. You do not have to pay anything for this great service. So if starting a podcast is something that interests you, definitely check out anchor.fm on your web browser. That's anchor.fm. Or you can go to the App Store and download the Anchor app to get started making your own podcast today. Hello everybody, I'm your host Patrick, and welcome back to another episode of Not Adding Up. week is another familiar co-host, my sister Laurel from the West Memphis 3 case, my first case I covered. Hey everyone, I am so excited to be back. I've been bugging Patrick for a few episodes now because I really enjoyed it and I can't wait to hear a case that I don't know anything about. I have been trying to like get a little caught up in number recording this a few days before it's going to be released. Normally, I'm, like, recording the day before. It's very rushed, the actual <laughs> recording of it, so... But I'm going to try to get better about that and maybe even get some extra episodes out. Who knows? Time management. Time management. <laughs> I don't think I have any business to get into, so we can jump straight into the haunting disappearance of Brandon Lawson. So Brandon was born on November 18th, 1986, in Fort Worth, Texas. It seemed like he had a pretty good childhood, large family. It was mentioned that he liked to spend time outdoors with his siblings. And his sophomore year of high school, he would meet the love of his life, Ladissa Lofton. High school sweethearts. No, I feel like it was Ladissa. It was Ladissa. Ladissa? It was Ladissa. Is it Ladissa? Son of a bitch. Okay. Ladessa. Had to go back and double check. Ladessa. Ladessa Lofton yes. and Brandon Lawson. Not the same last name. Mm-mm. Well, like, they, they never got married. They they just were in, in high school sweethearts. In a long relationship. Yeah, long term. They were going to have three children, and Ladessa came, became the stepmother of Brandon's previous child. Well, a child from a previous relationship. At high school. At a high school, at high school. See, that's I'm like that. He must have had it. He must have had his first one young. Yeah. Young. But it's not uncommon. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. So they met at fourteen and fifteen. I thought you just said sophomore year. So that could be. It said um, junior high. Junior it, high is middle school. No, but it, it didn't said sophomore year. It was also in the eighties. It's not like our same junior yeah, high. Junior and high. I hear that. I know it's the damn cats. One second. The cats have been locked up. In Johnny's room. In Johnny's room and the living room. The pigs are going to start squealing next. Uh, don't. Don't say that. 
But as I was saying, the two would go on to have three children, and in total four, because Brandon had one from a previous relationship. Brandon was a very hardworking man who loved his family. Um, he would work 60-hour weeks on top of helping Ledissa care for a for their newborn. That's always good. So, yeah, I think he, having... he, he was in the oil fields. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Definitely having a supportive, a supportive spouse in that field, is that's really nice because they work... Any blue-collar job just works really hard, long hours. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this pressure led Brandon to begin experimenting with meth. Not uncommon in that field at all. Not in oil. Not uncommon. This is confirmed by many articles. However, they say that he had been clean for around six months before his disappearance. And also in a little bit of defense of that, not defense, but those men and women work you know, a 16 hour day, some days, seven days a week, like amphetamines help them stay awake and help you, you know what I mean? So it's just not justifying it, but just want to shed a little light on that. You know, I feel like they're doing it to continue to work. It's not always just for, you know, fun and recreation. No. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if he was working 60 hour weeks and like most of the article said that that's what drove him. Yeah. It, it's, it's, um, it. an easy thing to do, <laughs> an easy habit. Yeah. And it's like hat off to him for getting clean after mm-hmm. that, because that's one of the hardest always. things to yes. do on top of working. Brandon did display some strange behavior before going missing. However, this does not automatically mean that he like was having a relapse. Yeah. I don't think. No. Well, people have. Strange behavior. While there was ups and downs in his life, it doesn't seem like he was spiraling out of control necessarily. And he even had a job lined up, a new job. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's one of the biggest indicators that someone isn't going to like up and leave is that they have a new job. Yeah. And on top of the fact that this man had kids. Yeah. He was a father to four children. And a partner that he'd been with for a long, a good length of time. I don't think he would have been left. No. And while this is pretty clear with the information we have now that we're going to get into, it was long speculated that he might have up and left by theorists and police alike. Like, some of the police were really adamant about that for some reason. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense to me that this man was just running away from his life. Oh, the police backed that state? Like, mm -hmm. they thought, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to entertain this idea. As I mentioned in Kai Taylor's episode struggling with drug use makes you no less of a human being no less of a father no less of a son and brandon was all of those things so like i don't know i got goosebumps writing notes for this episode because it makes me so infuriated that we so often villainize people specifically struggling with mental illness at the end of the day that's what it is substance use is mental illness Mm -hmm. i won't have it here on my podcast I wish we would just invest more money in helping these individuals rather than making it seem like they are a plague to the world. Amen. Yeah. But, okay, sorry. Yes, this drug rant is over. I read a lot of papers in college about it, so I'm very... And working in the field, I know that I talk about it all the time, so I feel like (laughs) we are very adamant about making it known that it should be normalized. To get back on track, let's begin breaking down a timeline of the evening that Brandon vanished without a trace. The evening was August 8th, 2013. 
Between 10.30 p.m. and 11 p.m. that night, Brandon got into an argument with Ladessa, and she says that it was about drugs. Brandon's brother Kyle, who will play a large role in this case, says that he asked him the previous day if he knew where he could find some meth, indicating there was a possible relapse. Yeah. But relapses can happen. It's part of recovery sometimes, you know. Everybody's is different. And after the fight around 11.45 p.m. or so, Brandon would leave his home in San Angelo, Texas. Apparently, he was going to his parents' house, which was in Crowley, Texas. Crowley, Texas. Did they get, like, how long? How far About three and a half hours. Okay, away. so a drive. Ladissa said that he told her he didn't have much gas, so when he left, she put a gas container on the porch for Kyle to come get and maybe take him some gas. They were waiting for, like, a paycheck, a direct deposit to clear, so he, he didn't have enough money to get gas. So a little after midnight, Brandon begins calling his brother Kyle, sounding panicked. He not only told Kyle that he was out of gas, but there were, quote, Mexicans chasing him out of town. So that was kind of a little... Sketchy. Like, okay, okay. Out of character. I, I don't know if it's necessary. I don't know. But yeah, it seemed facially driven, some of his fears... Mm -hmm. This is kind of eh, don't like that. But Ladessa also said that he was worried about some of the neighbors that were trying to get him out of town, and she believed that he was just being paranoid. But it is confirmed that Brandon did run out of gas near Bront, Texas. And according to the distance calculator I used, it was about 30 miles from his house. So I'm not exactly, I mean, from like the city he lived, I'm not exactly mm -hmm. sure where his house was, but it makes, it lines up. If yeah. he left around 11.45 and he ran out of gas around, like, 12.30 when he was starting. Well, he started calling him a little after midnight, but it was around 12.30-ish. Especially if he had a truck. I feel like it would happen fast. Brandon and Kyle would exchange numerous phone calls, and Brandon was acting so frantic that Kyle thought he might have been hallucinating, and he asked him if he had been using drugs. But Brandon said, I hadn't been, and it was like he said no. And, like, I feel like he would have been straight with him because he asked him the day before to get him drugs. So if he's going to be straight yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah, he would definitely. I, I agree. I think he would be straightforward with him. It's not like he's talking to the cops. No. But also there's uh, also, like, long, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like paranoia definitely goes with meth use, but there can also go with other. He could have had, like, that could have been a struggle that goes along with it yeah i like don't know how i just feel like I know, six months into but it just can be a part like there's so many other things mental like ment you know mental that can cause paranoia or sleep deprivation yeah that's thank you like you can go for you know four or five days no sleep you would be the same symptoms as people think you're on drugs and you're not you're just sleep deprived or you're heightened and it's interesting that I brought that up because I said it was about drugs mm -hmm. and the day before I think they had gotten into an argument and he hadn't come home mm -hmm. so when he did come home obviously there was an argument mm -hmm. and maybe he didn't sleep the entire night before and if he yeah. did it might have been in his truck or like something yeah, like that yeah and that definitely definitely I don't know sleep deprivation is something that I hate ever like personally something that I hate like how I feel not that I have paranoia but it just I know what it can do to your body and definitely I was just watching Nightmare on Elm Street, and, like, that takes it to the very extreme, but, like, mm -hmm. the kids, like, who are trying not to sleep like that, mm -hmm. and it won't, your body needs it. Mm -hmm. 
Definitely. And if he was using meth, like even if he wasn't using meth and he was sleep deprived, but yeah. if he was using yeah. it. Yeah, oh then... yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. It's awful. Brandon also told Kyle that he was bleeding at one point, but Kyle just assumed that like it was from like a cactus. He didn't feel like it was, was like, like gushing blood. He just thought. Yeah. At 12.50 on August 9th, 2013, Brandon did something that makes this case just so much more confusing. He calls so confusing a i really couldn't understand it very well but b like what i could understand just yeah so it is really hard to understand i read the transcript yeah i didn't even put the entire transcript in my uh video but we can definitely make out that he said that he ran out of gas and someone was chasing him through the woods and he was now in the middle of a field that somebody was with him he said that there was somebody else there and there will be no talking talking to to them them. quote no talking to them as he ran into them, which is, it makes it seem like a car accident. Yeah, I got that definitely. And the the nine one one operator seemed like that's what she thought as well. Yeah, but there was no evidence of this like on the car. Like there was, it's not mentioned in a single article ever. So I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but is anything going to come of the truck? Like, is his truck just ran out of gas on the side of the road? That's yes. Like, and they just yes. never okay it, it stays there. It's not that far ahead. He also said he needs the police before losing reception or hanging up. We don't really know which, because... Yeah, because she asked if he needs an ambulance, right? And he said, no, but I need the police. And he said, is anybody hurt? Oh, yeah. She said that. Yeah, I thought that And then Kyle said the same thing. He doesn't know if Brandon was hanging up on him or they were losing reception. So it could have been either, because they kept calling back. And some people say you can hear gunshots in the 911 call, but I really don't think that. I think it sounds like cars passing on the highway. And that's what his brother, Kyle, said that it sounded like cars, cars as well. Just... It's very distinct, so... Yeah, exactly. I think cops would have maybe... Even like a silencer would still sound like something that they would recognize. Whatever the true reason for this call was, the dispatcher neglected to inform police. And it wasn't until after another call was made by a trucker at 12.58, eight minutes later, that police were sent to the scene. The trucker called in because Brandon's truck was hanging over the white line. So likely to yeah. cause an accident. Yeah. Brandon's 911 call was reported as, quote, a stranded motorist who ran out of gas. They failed to include the urgency of Brandon's statement. I feel like I wonder how often that happens. Because if it was out of gas. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't really necessarily tell with the way, like, I don't know, hearing him, I, I didn't, it was just a weird vibe, not like a urgent. Do you hate the sound of your alarm clock? That daily reminder that it's time to get out of your warm and cozy bed 
and take on your event-filled day? Do you find yourself hitting the snooze button too many times? Or relating to memes on Facebook about leaving for work five minutes after you were supposed to clock in and hoping to still be on time? Well, then I have the product for you. Early Bird Morning Cocktail has completely changed how I see my early mornings. Their morning cocktail is a powdered drink mix that you make every night before bed in their handy-dandy insulated shaker. After making your cocktail, just leave it on your nightstand for the next morning. What I personally recommend is setting your alarm for 15 to 20 minutes before you actually want to get up. When it goes off, drink your cocktail and go back to bed. When your next alarm goes off, you will be hardwired and ready to get shit done. But wait, aren't energy drinks like super bad for you? Well, Early Bird is not just an energy drink, it's a specifically crafted dietary supplement with added electrolytes and mood-boosting nootropics. Their energy blend consists of organic green coffee caffeine, blueberry, broccoli, tart cherry, and green tea extract as well as additional ingredients that are all easy to pronounce and understand. So if waking up in the morning is something that you struggle to do, go to cluburlybird.com today and try Early Bird Morning Cocktail. Use code NOTADDINGUP10 for 10% off your order and start kicking the alarm clock's ass today. That's NOTADDINGUP10 for 10% off your order at cluburlybird.com. So at 1.18 a.m., Kyle calls Brandon to confirm the exact location he wanted to be picked up, and he said that Brandon sounded out of breath at this point. So that he was really running from something. Also, you can get, like, on meth, you can get visual hallucinations as well. As somebody that has, like, had that experience, I've literally had visual hallucinations, so if he was using it all... He really could have, like, you know what I mean? That really could have been a a thought of it. You know what I mean? He could have been in a field running away from something that he thought he really saw. He tells Kyle that he could see him at this point, too, that he saw him pull up. So it's, like, seeming like he was right there, which is, like, really chilling that he was right there. Yeah. Oh, he could see his brother? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let these things sink in. Don't be talking over me. Let them sink in, ma'am. That's what's really crazy is that Brandon was like, I can see you right now. And then it gets even more crazy. Audrey texted Brandon when they were pulling up. Audrey is Kyle's girlfriend. He went with Kyle to go help Brandon. And Andrew texted him a cop is behind her truck because they were aware that Brandon apparently had warrants due to his drug use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the... Two- also super surprising if he had warrants that he called 911. That's... Yes. Yes. Exactly. Super surprising. Exactly. So he must have been, like, legitimately panicked for yeah. his life. Yeah. Yeah. So the two exchanged another phone call where Brandon tells Kyle to run from the police, and Kyle refused to run from police and search the area with the officer. And this is a quote from the... Deputy report. The only sign of anyone being in the area was a spot under a tree where it appeared someone sat down close to the roadway within eyesight 
of where Lawson's pickup broke down. I just can't believe that he could see his brother and then he went. Supposedly. Yeah. So uh, creepy. So creepy. Oh, it's so creepy. It is. It is. It is just like also. It just gives me chills. There's a lot about this case that's just like not. Mm-mm, not quite right. So Kyle assumed that he was hiding from the police, because at this point they didn't assume they like, they had no clue that he called nine one one. They would be like, why? They wouldn't assume him to do that. Like we would mm-hmm. assume him not to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that when they were done, when Kyle was done looking with the officer, he drove down the road and waited a little bit, and then he went back and looked again, but he mm-hmm. found no sign of Brandon. And he like went up and down the highway for a little bit, had no luck, and it was like reported around 4.30 he went home to feed his kid. So I'm like, that's a weird time to go. I'm like, maybe he just like took something to his house to have that. This is like a weird time. And then he went back around 5 a.m. Or if they had a baby, maybe he like, I don't know, maybe he knows. Maybe he had to drop Audrey off or something. Yeah. Ladissa would wake up around 4 a.m. to miss calls from Kyle, Brandon, and Brandon's mom. Her phone was in her van overnight because that was their only charger at the time was in the van, so she had to leave in there. So I was like, oof, wouldn't that kill your car battery? Maybe? I don't know. There's some cars that charge when they're off. They charge oh, yeah. phones when they're yeah. off. So I don't think that change. I mean, obviously, if, they, if she was doing it. Yeah. Just reading that, I was like, I would yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. An official missing persons report was filed on August 13th, which would be like four days after the early morning hours of that phone call. Because he is a grown man at this point, and, like, he was acting very strange. Yeah. So I think that they might have waited a little bit. So that was just probably, like, a huge panic to wake up to all that. And confusion. Yeah. And, like, after getting in a fight, just, like, guilt. Oh, heck yeah. The guilt of... Kind of everybody, I feel that. like everybody... I don't know what else to call it other than right now, like, survivor's guilt. You know what I mean? Like, you think that, like, your last words to them are X, Y, and Z, which, at the end of the day while you fought like I feel like when you separate I'm sure he knew that she loved you know what I mean they loved each other they weren't like separated no not at all and that's what I mean like whenever you're done fighting I don't know I know I'm crazy sometimes and I walk away and I calm down I'm like damn (laughs) I love that motherfucker you do be crazy in your fights with your okay okay but I love I know at the end of the day that we love each other so I'm sure but it's hard to like I mean this is a traumatic thing so it's hard to think logically kind of like went back to that from her officially filing the report but yeah some things to some other things to note is that the terrain where Brandon went missing is very rough and inhabited by dangerous animals like wild hogs and rattlesnakes authorities searched the areas with thermal imaging cameras airplanes and six cadaver dogs and found nada was it like okay so I was unfortunately thinking of like a cornfield so this was like it's wood. Texas I know but I don't know I think I don't think of I think it's like southern Texas I, okay no, I don't know why it I'm looked like, very like I, deserty okay that's I like, said a cactus I said Kyle thought he got tripped up a cactus <laughs> you did say cactus you did say a cactus but I was just like envisioning this happening in like a not necessarily a coin field. I shouldn't say corn. Out. I just meant like a flat desert is like. I just meant like. Are they looking in woods and like through trees, or is he it more like a ran. flat desert? I shouldn't have said cornfield. I was being an Illinois girl, but I just meant like a flat where you can see for miles versus things in the way. <laughs> it looked relatively flat, but it was. I think it was just because it was so rocky, okay. and like maybe there was some. Okay, I'm just trying to elevation. View the scene. 
It looked very desert, like de- desert like rocky, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like mountains. I also, you're right. I'm like have to think Texas, and where they were. And it was like San Angelo, so like sounds like maybe southern. But like I guess maybe. It, huh? I don't know. I have no idea. Texas is a huge state, but we'll but go the with sou- that. The southern part of it is on the Mexican border. So. Yes. Yes. And it, me like not having any geography, it touches New Mexico, right? Yeah. Oh, Texas, Or Arizona, yes. does it touch Arizona? No, Texas, little it touches New Mexico. Okay. I think New, Me- New Mexico is first. Oof. Ignorance. I, I show my ignorance a little bit every episode. Humble. <laughs> Keep myself humble. So none of Brendan's items, such as his phone, keys, or wallet, have ever been recovered. Interesting, so they were definitely Aside on his person. from his truck, which was not noted to be damaged. I, wow. I'm just like... Things running through my head of what could happen. To oh, it gets, to it, gets it gets crazier. So this wouldn't be an episode of not adding up without some sketchy shit that has to do the case. So Kyle and the rest of Brandon's family w- remained unaware of the fact that Brandon ever had called nine one one until Ledissa saw the nine one one on the itemized cell phone transaction provided by law enforcement. Oh, yeah, but like again, why would they would I would never think being his family never would I think that he yeah, would be would... that panicked. But if you knew that, that would raise oh. a lot more alarm bells. Yes, yes, A yes. lot more. That's what you're... Yeah. That's information I would have liked to know. Yeah. The, on she, the night yes, that my husband, yes, my yes. partner went missing, my yes, brother went missing. she didn't know until she got... Okay, okay, I see. Yes. And it wasn't even like... The dispatcher sent nobody until somebody else called. Oh. That's another thing. Like two, I guess, two strikes. Yeah. Like, seems like... If somebody would have went earlier, maybe they would have been able to at least find him and, like, save him from whatever was happening. Did he give his name in the beginning of the phone call? I don't think so. Okay. I just wondered if that's maybe... Also, you know, they just, people get discriminated against for, obviously, if he had warrants, you know what I mean? They can... If he gave his name, they could look it up and... And that's what happened after, like, I think... I don't know if it was after... Like, I think it was after the initial search. I think the cops got there and, like, look, because it was, like, one in the morning, so they weren't yeah. going to be, like... I don't know. I think it yeah. was the next day that they realized, and then the search was like, okay, this, yeah. this is looking a little more suspicious. And that's when the cop, the cop who got there that night is one of the ones that's like, yeah, I think he just up and ran. There's some other reasons for why they thought that. He, like, withdrew. It doesn't, it wasn't specified how much, like, some articles made it seem like it was all of it, and some articles didn't, but, like, he would, he withdrew money from his 401k shortly before disappearing. Which could indicate that he was trying to start a new life, or yeah. it could indicate that he was struggling with drug use. Yeah, one of the two, yes. Yes, yeah, one of the two. And I don't think he was trying to start a new life. No. I think he was relatively, like, happy with his family and kids. Like, he just didn't Yeah, but like you don't job. know, yeah. But, in, like, if you do struggle with addiction, even, like, in early recovery and stuff, like, it can really put a strain on a relationship. So, like... Just because he wanted to be happy doesn't mean he was be happy. He could really want it to work and want to be happy because they have kids together and they have this life together. But sometimes at the end of the day, so it's hard because like you don't know where he, I don't know, you don't know where he was really at. But I agree. He, I wouldn't think that. But again, you don't ever know how somebody, just because you see the outward stuff, you know what I mean? I was looking through the Facebook that they have and it like, re, like obviously media. after they go, like after he went missing, it would change everything. Mm-hmm. But like... They seem like very up until now. There was some very recent developments. We'll get into that, but like 
they're still posting and like they had like a thing where a bunch of people wore hard hats to like honor him and they reposted it and just like to raise awareness and Mm -hmm. they seem very active they like messaged me back whenever i messaged them about the case yeah and okay so and it it breaks my heart like it and like it would have broken me early more because like i was just scrolling scrolling because a lot of them were those hard hat pictures and you just saw pictures of his children and they're so old like they're they're not they're they're still children but it's like they grew up without him so little Mm -hmm. well i forget you said it but what year did this happen 2013 he was 26 that's I think just, one of them was like a graduation picture. Maybe not. It was like a school picture. It's a long time. I graduated in 2013. That's like, t- that's 10 years in mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's a lot of, of a child's life. And it, I just like want to go back to the 911 call one more time. Cause like it's, it's huge. Like it's so, it's just like so creepy. It's so eerie. This, that combined with the fact that he said that he could see Kyle make just like, will literally haunt me. Like, yeah. that's why this is the haunting disappearance of Brandon Lawson, because this it's haunting. Yeah. Like, he was, if, oh, and why would he call the police if he had intentions to run from them when they got there? Yeah, that's true. Unless that's it was like he was true. really should... scared for his life, and, because whenever he was talking to Kyle, he didn't say, whenever he could see him, that there was somebody still there, and he said to run, and he wasn't, like, still thinking that somebody was chasing him. And there is one more thing that's, like, me kind of making a conspiracy theory, and I'm going to get into that at the end, because there wasn't much on it, but it's like, this case just has so much that's so creepy in it. Yeah. But the family hired a private investigator team. I think it was, like, almost 10 people. Like, they were very serious about this, and they never stopped looking. Um, But they never really found anything until almost a decade later, in February of this year, 2022. And? So the PI team that was hired by the family was searching some land surrounding where Brandon vanished that was recently, that was until recently off limits as it was privately owned. The team would then find what they confirmed to be Brandon's clothing. And after contacting authorities, they found partial human remains. As of October 2022, it is literally we're recording this on November 2nd, so like as of right now. Yeah. The family is still waiting for the test results, but they said they believe in their hearts that it is Brandon. So his clothes and human remains are found, like, okay, yeah. Close to where Yeah. it was. And I wonder, like, obviously, cause of death, I, like, just wonder if it's just going to be, like, the elements, or... I don't think that we're going to be able to determine I that. know, but, like, obviously, that I, I know you can't determine that, but I'm just, like, then I'm thinking, like... So was he just paranoid and he sat out there in the element? When, what, when was that? Okay. And we could talk a little more. Okay. I have something that I want to, like, I just, it's weird to me. Okay. And I also want to say that, like, I really, it just takes a long time for DNA results to come back. Yeah. And, like, I just, it's just, I can't imagine, I can't think about what it's like to be waiting for this. And, like I said, that they feel pretty certain that it is Brandon and Lizzie has said that... She just really worries about, like, what to tell the children and, like, because they don't know how to process this really. And, like, I don't know, they could still be holding out hope. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It would be so hard to tell your children. But I think, like, I assume that they never gave up hope. But. As an adult, I would feel like you would kind of have to. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Depending on how old they are, I feel like 
not that it's going to make it any easier, but like you already maybe have thought that you don't want to come to terms with it, but you've had that thought process of that could be a possibility versus when you're a child. I don't think you really maybe would think that that's a possibility that he's like dead or gone, or you don't know what death is at that point. I'm sure maybe I would, you know, I hope that nobody ever has to experience death, but unfortunately we all do. So maybe by this point, they've also experienced death in their family so they can come to their own, you know, thoughts. I don't know that, like, both of his parents are pretty sure are still alive at this point. Yeah, but friends, classmates, uh, so uh idol. I, okay, but I thought you said graduation, like... I could have been wrong about The more I thought about that, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Okay, okay. I thought if they were, like, in high school, maybe, but, or, but, I don't know, middle school, elementary school, no. I just think that by high school that you have, like, some understanding of law, so it would have come across your mind, I feel like. Maybe not have... Ben is, I don't know, which was shock. So, yeah, it's just really upsetting and just, just no closure. It's very confusing. Yeah. So Hopefully they'll get some, hopefully they can get something from that. But I'm sure the waiting period is agonizing. You've already waited 10 years and now you have to wait knowing that you have something set in, <laughs> could come back, what, inconclusive and you don't <laughs> so I'm sure that's hard I just want to know why he called now and when <laughs> like I just want to yeah. know why oh yeah definitely don't that. don't have an explanation for that at all and why there's no yeah I could just, he really see Kyle because I think I don't know it's like if it seems like he really could see Kyle because he told him to run from the police but it also could have been like he got Audrey's text and was like run from the police but it seems like he saw the police and was genuinely like, oh my god, the police run. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, he was right there, which is just like, oh my gosh. Like, he was right there on and the he, side of the road. How did he, like, yeah, I feel like you would think as Kyle, like, how did I not see something? You know what I mean? How did I not see something? And like, how did me? he not just find Kyle after that? Like, where did he go? Why did he not find Kyle? Kyle went back and looked for him for hours. Yeah. So it's just so unfortunate. I could not imagine. Like, was there somebody the chasing him? Yeah, like all the all the scenarios you can come at, come up with in your head. And I am very very interested in the fact that it was found on land that was specifically off limits in the past. None of the articles really went further into it. Who owned it before? Who owned it then? No, like when they were able to go on, did it say? No, this? it just said it used to be privately owned, and now they're able to search it. But this makes me wonder if oh, yeah. that if the owner is now a possible suspect and that their identity is being held from the media within the discovery of possibly Brandon's body. Because, like, that would make a lot of sense. If somebody was chasing him, like, oh, my God, that's so creepy. What if it was somebody who, like, lived there and they were, like, this some fucking, like, old Texas man who was just a scary old man, like, get off my fucking property. Like, I'm going to yeah. chase you and shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a scary. It is scary, but also maybe and like, we don't, I don't even see him maybe panicked. I don't know. I was just like, how would you just kill somebody? You know, but yes, it is very interesting that it was privately owned. And well, right. maybe he was this already acting panic because he had a bad night and he was sleep deprived and then stumbling upon the stranger. Maybe he went up to ask for gas or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then went wrong. But it doesn't it didn't really touch on any nearby houses. It didn't say if there was a house on the land. So you don't, uh, 
it's so crazy chill and it's like i feel like texas i don't know it's such a huge state so like I don't know, you could do a crime and then just i don't know leave and never what i guess across you, the border yeah i was gonna say you have so many options of escape i feel like and i want to know why it became like if they still own the land or if they sold it and it became like then it became accessible and like who you know i don't know who originally had it i guess mm-hmm. like this is jumping all over the place but another issue is that the fact that i already kind of touched on this but like nobody was dispatched when he originally called 911 like what's 911 for oh, yeah. if it's not for well sending? i don't know yes it's unfortunate but also he said he needed the police i know i know but like i'm just unfortunately not super surprised like it should it's super wrong that it happened should never happen that shouldn't happen but i don't know i've heard crazier things happen uh, you know what i mean if you have if they i guess it just matters if he gave his name or not if they could like tell i they could have tracked the call yeah i just feel like 2013. that's 2013 i don't yeah i just feel like that's probably why they did what they did they just discriminated against him or and they, they just sh- don't want to do the extra work no no, I don't know. I've just had so many scenarios where police have dealt with somebody. And I don't know that they've dealt with this man, you know, a bunch of times or anything like that. But they've dealt with somebody and they just don't really want to deal with him. And it's unfortunate. It's not all but police this was at like all. Not, this was 30 miles from where he lived. So it's like, I don't know how, true. how many police are going to know him like that. True, true, true. It was 30 mile right? I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't. It's very, very unfortunate. But it's just not. It happens. And it should not. It happens, and it definitely should not. I just wanted to make a quick addition to the episode. So, since recording, I have spoken to a friend of Brandon's on the Finding Brandon Facebook, and I asked them if they knew anything about the individual who owned the land that was private before early 2022. And they said that there really is no suspicion there. The person who owned it never lived there and that they didn't really even know that Brandon was missing from there, from that area, until pretty recently. So he said that there was really no suspicion, like, where he was found, like, the landowner. So I just wanted to make that clear because I definitely kind of insinuate that that could be a situation. So a friend of Brandon says that, no, that is not the case. But yeah, that is really all we have for this case. We're still waiting. I'll be interested to hear you. I like, obviously, I feel like if you hear an update, you'll give it. I mean, there's really not going to be much. True. Like, it's going to be confirmed that it is. Yeah. I just have to look into that. Cause It'll be, be like an Instagram update. Yeah, I just want to, I just want that closure for the family. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, they they feel like they have closure. But yeah. they want, well, they feel that, they. I don't know, I shouldn't say that because I don't think, there's probably never closure. But yeah. they feel that they are certain that that is Brendan's body. Yeah. Yes, good. I feel like that. Not good, but... Good to have that. Yeah. At least. Yes. To have, know that at least. Yes. In right. your heart. I feel like this was kind of a shorter one than normal. But there's really not... Like, typically there's a lot more room for speculation and, like, more theories. And I don't know. I really... How about, how long is it? Um, it's looking like about probably like half an hour or so. But there's not, like, there's not too, because you don't have a lot of information. You can't say, you can't conspiratize on things that happen when you don't even know. 
the meth use, unfortunately, is a huge fucking thing, man. Like, all the things, paranoia. Paranoia, really, at the end of the day is what I think. It doesn't explain how he ended up dead, though. I think that if there's... I guess you just don't have the gun... I don't know. I just feel like he could have... Yeah, it doesn't explain how he ended up dead. If he was right there. How did he die right there? And, like, why did he not find his brother? True. True. That he called multiple times for help. It's like the, it's like the Delia Davis case. Not really, but he called. She called her sister multiple times. Yeah, for and help. the fact that it's it's weird that you don't know why he would die. Yes, you're right. It's not like, like he was. Now like, we're was never a, going to. What know. what was the what was the date of this? Like the month of what? That when this happened. When he went missing. Yeah. August. It was, okay. Yeah. Your so. birthday was the day before. August seventh was the day he didn't come home. August eighth was the night they had their argument, August 9th, early morning hours. Okay, so there's, like, no possibility that definitely could have never have been elements. <laughs> what kind of elements? Well, I was like thinking, like, cold or yeah, something? I was thinking, well, desert-like, but it was not... Does Texas not, get that cold? I don't know. I not know in August. Snows, not in so. August. Not in August. Even all in I'm December, saying. whenever it snows, hell freezes over there. Whenever it gets below... Do you, don't you remember when... Or I'm a like, rattlesnake oh, bite or something like that. I don't know. I also thought about, like... I have to call... No, we're going we're gonna to talk about the fact that you would just say he's going to succumb to the elements of Texas. Patrick, it gets cold there. Does it they get... have... I feel like... They so... have snowstorms and, like, once in a blue moon and then there's pile up on the interstates because nobody's used to driving in the snow there. I don't know. I thought they were, like, had mountains and stuff. And, like, I remember a few years ago in the winter, it was, like, 25 degrees, and, like, all the houses were, like, without power, without insulation. You're right. Because they're not used to dealing with the cold. You're right. You're right. I just was... Zip, zap, zam. But the the wild hogs and the rattlesnakes, very possible. Yeah. Wild boars are mean as hell. Mean as hell. They... Tough little fuckers, too, I think. Pigs eat meat, too, and it's, like, the little fucking... Pigs eat anything. Yeah. Any animal. I mean, any carnivore will eat anything. I know, but it's just so interesting to me that pigs are carnivores sometimes. <laughs> they don't discriminate against food. I know, but they're kind of scary. And people like that fan, I don't know, like they're like these mini pigs and stuff. I don't know. Pigs, hogs are scary. <laughs> they, they can are. dispose of bodies pretty easily. Yeah, really though, they can. And I feel like bones and all. Like, I don't. There's, like, some stuff you have to send to rendering plants, I'm pretty sure. Like hair and teeth. Burn them. I don't know if it works like that. I don't think you can burn teeth, can you? I don't think so. Well, I don't don't think a fire would get that hot. Like, it'd be like a... I don't know. You're right, you're right. But it's just, like, pigs are just a scary... Yeah, they have those... They also... I watched too much of that wildlife show. They have a ton of wildlife down there that's, like, poisonous and can hurt you yeah it just it is i don't know but he had the opportunity but like the whole so it is really out. weird that i really keep forgetting the fact that this man is like not like still missing obviously but i'm like he's really probably dead and like what killed like what got to him what it's not i don't think that he's like i think he's not still alive and i was like i think that's pretty clear yeah but i but for i feel like as a family like i don't know how do you how do you ever justify it in your head? Like, yeah, he's dead, but, like, why? What? I'm like, I don't know. I would just... You, that's why I'm like, you never get closure. But hopefully they at least get the, the definite answer soon. That yeah. it is it is Brandon. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that everybody enjoyed the episode this week. And I wanted to thank 
my sister for coming back for another episode. I'm sure she'll be back for more in the future. Yes, I think it's so fun to do these. It's definitely interesting to research these cases. And And it also kind of brings to my, a lot, you doing this podcast, I, I don't know, I've only listened, you know, I've only listened to really two other true crime podcasts until you started doing this, and now I have, like, an array of other ones that I have, you know, listened to, started to listen to, but these are cases that I've never, that, like, I haven't ever heard covered, and I'm just sure that there's so many of these that don't have, like, you know what I mean, we live, I don't know, the media coverage that bigger cases, you know, like West Memphis 3, like stuff like this happens all the time and it's so crazy, but like you don't hear about it because it's just common. Yeah, small, not common, but like, you know, it's a small town in a state that you're not even close to, so you're not going to, you know what I mean? Like it's just all over. Definitely very crazy. It doesn't seem like I'm going to run out of content anytime soon. And with that being said, tune in again next Friday for another episode of Not Ending Up. I hope that you are all having a great morning, afternoon, or evening whenever you are listening to this. And I hope you all tune in again soon for another case that just does not add up.